Blog Talk Radio. Um, 
you know, now now I keep saying over, and I can't stop saying it. I keep saying, started from the bottom, now we're here. I can't stop why, saying it. Why? Well, why'd you start <laughs> saying it? <laughs> because that's all they say down there. I heard everyone go. Are they Drake fans, or do they actually believe that they started from the bottom? That's a Drake song? Yes, that's why I just asked you, why in the world would you be saying that? I thought it was some country group. See? No, that's a Drake song. Him and his friends, quote unquote, started from the bottom. Now they're here, here being mainstream in the spotlight, making all the money. Oh, see, you sound like one of you sound like one of these little little hippie hop followers that just you hear something that's cool and catchy and you just you just adopt it. You ain't even got to figure out where it came from. But I got the whole Southern experience, man. I mean, they gave me one of those country cars. What's the one that everybody drives? The cop the car. Caprice. The, 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 the cop car. Yeah, yeah. You know I'm not going to think of it. The one that uh, T.I. always does commercials. I'm never going to think of it now, of course. Cause we're on the oh, because I have no idea what you're talking about. It's a cop car, but similar to Caprice, but I'm not going to think of what it was called. Okay, so you had a good time, sold some books, so everything was on the up and up. Atlanta is a great place. When do you plan on going back? As soon as possible. Well, we had a good time here in New Jersey while you were away. I was super godfather. I had my um, godson for the weekend and I was changing diapers and and playing with blocks and you know oh. cooking breakfast and making lunch and and waking up at five thirty in the morning and six o'clock in the morning when when other little people just sat up in their playpen and was ready to start their day. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah. So while you were you know texting me like, hey, I just met Kelly Rowland. Oh, hey, look, there's Tamar Braxton. I'm holding two ankles in the air, making sure I get all the poop up so that it doesn't get on the this shirt. I need you never to say that again, but yeah, hey. That's what it is, man. You gotta everybody knows he makes a lot of kids. So you know, we had a good time, man. He's he's just he is one of the best babies that I've ever met in my life. Like to be one year old, he'll wake up at five thirty in the morning. And just like entertain himself. Really? Like he will he will pick his blocks up, he'll play with his blocks, he'll open a book and start pressing like he got one of the books that show a number and then you can press the number on the side. He'll just that stuff will wake you up. Not him. You don't get up crying. You'll just hear numbers in the background and blocks being tossed around. <laughs> so then you wake up and he and he just smiles. It's like, Hey, I was waiting for you. So Great kid. We had a great time. Shout out to his mom. Shout out to Amber. For letting me watch my godson. And shout out to Alice. Had a real good weekend. Um, like I said, it was very productive. Um, Booked some guests. You know, once upon a time, we talked to Yasmin Amari out in Australia. We're going to make an attempt to interview an artist out in the UK next month. And mm-hmm. we, we, found, we found our first listener that wants to do um, the in-rotation playlist. 
So, you know, we, we threw the idea around about, you know, because of the way that you just demolished the in-rotation <laughs> playlist, we, we, we can't do it that way anymore. <laughs> we have to, we're going to see if we can get past guests and some of our listeners, hint, hint, Kiki in the chat room, some of our listeners do an in-rotation playlist and come on the show and, you know, go host the show with us. So we got our first listener. Um, Q and I are going to talk off air about the first, you know, guest that we're going to have to come do it. It's just been real busy, real productive. Q, you're going to find this one funny. I actually hung out with my family yesterday. Busy. Yeah, got in the car. We went to Pudsters in Clifton. Yeah, somebody bought a Groupon deal and... You know, it's hard to say no to free food. That's right. So, I had a good time. Um, everything is everything. Um, everything, I can just, you know, normally I have this some controversy that's going on in the world, and, and I try to get your opinion about it. Ain't really nothing going on, and nobody wants to talk about the Eagles, right? <laughs> I'll take one and one, man. As will I. I think we'll we lost be a little better. We lost a better team. I hope y'all beat the Chiefs. I would not want to be an Eagles fan and let Andy Reid come back home and take a game from y'all. No, we we gonna take care of him. Uh, I hope so. So fantasy football. I'm in three leagues. I won two leagues. I lost one. How about Tinkerbell is in her very first fantasy draft and she won week one and she's in like first place in the league. Very embarrassing. Not like you, you know, your significant other won the league, but you know, it's pretty pretty bad start. That is bad. Well, two and zero right now, so I'm looking pretty good. So you have a have you been uh you been keeping up with uh pop culture? You know, there's a new game show, the Million Second Quiz. You know, I saw a commercial for that. I just assumed it was another one of those pads. I, it it sucked me in. I downloaded oh. the app on my I, I downloaded the app on my iPhone, and when the show is on live, you sync the phone with the TV through your microphone. So when Ryan Seacrest is asking them questions, it's like he's asking me a question. I'm 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 all into it. Oh goodness! So we figured out that <laughs> we figured out that a million seconds is a little over ten days. So tomorrow is like the first finale where they have their four people on winner's row and they're going to compete for, I think, um, a little over $2.5 million. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's just, you know, I like trivia and stuff like that. And you somebody that gets into trivia, that's why I figured I would ask you about it. like trivia. Yeah, and it's, 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 it's pop culture trivia, history. It's, it's, it's just wide range of questions and on, even on the app if you play it on your phone when the show is not on once you break a certain point total I think it's like 4,000 points you can mm-hmm. qualify you can you can qualify to be brought on the show as a contestant oh wow yeah you're, you're really into this yeah I really am into it um, I, I, I did some digging and I found out when the winners play <laughs> so when the winners play I play it's really bad. It's, it's gotten really bad. So, 
Boone is talking about Yeah, man, you know, I emailed him before anyone else could email him so that I could um, put that request in for you personally. Wow. Because I, I didn't I want you to ask. What's up? I really can't wait to ask him if he listens and plays. Remember, I kept telling him you've got to listen to the play. Yeah, so, yeah, 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 I forgot about that. Yeah, he need to ask Tony if he caught the, um, the Emerald Station play with If not, I got it saved on my computer. I can just email it to him. Oh, my goodness. As a matter of fact, if there's anyone out there that missed the Q-Man's in Rotation playlist, oh, it's everywhere. It's it's on XTL.com. It is, it, is, it is on our iTunes podcast. It is at blogtalkradio.com slash X to the L. And you can just tweet me, or you can find me on Facebook and just message me that you didn't hear it. And I will personally send you the entire show. Really nice of you. Beautiful thing. I'm just proud of you, man. Every time I think about it, I still can't believe that, you know, spoiler alert, I still can't believe you sung the introduction. That's a big deal, man. Something to add to the resume. Like, did you tell Kelly Rowland and Tamar that you could, like, feature on a song with them? I mentioned the show, but there was no way I was going to tell them that. So you didn't tell Tamar that you was a Tamartian and you could be, like, you could do the Love and War remix? And don't make fun of me. I had never heard of her. You didn't? So when you heard, you'd never heard of Tamar Braxton? I heard of her before she was standing in front of me. So what do you do during the day? As my younger brother not informed me who she was, I would not have known. You do know that the Braxtons have their own TV show. Well, first, you know who the Braxtons are, right? I do. I do. I mean, I've never, of course, seen that. I don't do reality TV, man. Even even without doing reality TV, you had you know that Tony Braxton had sisters. I knew that, and I put two and two together because she looked like her a little bit. So you know. So what what was she like? Because like on the show, she's she's a little extra. I'm really calm and down to earth, actually. It must have been the now that she's a mom. It must have changed a little bit. Well, you know, it was still morning time. The crowd wasn't there yet, so, you know. So what was the crowd like? Was it was it really for sisters only, or did they let other brothers like you sneak in? Oh, it was packed. I mean, you know, people were there to see the different vendors and, you know, the performers that were performing. They were doing their thing. It was a lot going on. Did you, did you see anything that we should um, make sure that we add to our table or add to our repertoire for October 19th at the Jacob Jaffa Center? Oh, well, we'll we'll talk about that off air. I actually do have a couple of ideas now. Yes, once again, on October 19th and presently October 20th, um, the Q-Manacy Mitchell will be at the Circle of Sisters Expo hosted by WBLS at the Jacob Javits Center. There's going to be a lot of performances I've been listening on the radio 
There's going to be a lot of people there performing. I know there's going to be a, a gospel performance and a couple of other. I think Mary Mary is performing. There's be a lot of performances going on, and Q and myself will also be there. So it's going to be a, a really, 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 really great, great event. And the Chancellor Soul, he didn't respond to my email when I sent it to him. And I don't, I don't feel any kind of way about that. Like, I don't really have a problem with anyone with a like a, a surname doesn't respond to me you know like chancellor or mister or sir you don't have to respond to me it's okay but i did ask him what let him know about the idea that you had you know regarding the wednesday rewind and um you know saying if we can get the chancellor to stop by circle assistance also so make sure yeah. that you remember to bring that up tonight is he on the line yet, Timus? He actually is on the line. Yes, he is. Oh, wait, why, why wait, Timus? The Four Tops is a major group. We got a lot to talk to him about. And if he didn't listen to my in-rotation playlist, I got to mess with him a little bit. Okay. Now, before I do that, then let me jump on what I need to jump on. Um, please check out XDL.com. They're getting ready to relaunch their website, so we'll take a look at the website as it is right now, because in a few weeks, it will look completely different. Um, some events in Neo Soul, Ife, former guest on the Neo Soul show, is going to be at Aqua in Seattle, Washington on September 26th, uh, super friends of the show, Margot B, is going to be at the Brooklyn Academy of Music, also known as BAM, on September 28th, and our homegirl, Shelly Bouchon, is going to be at the Rockwood Music Hall in New York City on October 13th. And as I said, I have a lot of guests coming up on the Neo Soul Show, uh, Butterfly Records, and Mr. Daniels out in uh, the UK on October 23rd. Next week, we're going to be talking with Suits from Chicago. And uh, Original Soul told me to tell you what's up, Q. He reached out to me uh, via email. He has a new artist, Lady B. Smooth, and we're going to be interviewing her on October 2nd. What's up? But since you asked, and, you know, lately it's been all about what you want to do, especially since that in-rotation playlist, let me go ahead and bring bring the Chancellor on the line so you can have a few words with him. Mike, we got you on the line? Yes, good evening. How are you guys? Money. How are you? How are you? What's going on, man? Everything is good, man. Copacetic, can't complain. That's good. You know what I'm going to ask you, Booney. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Your rotation, that was a good show, man. I enjoyed Whoa. it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it very much, man. And I knew you had to plug in the four tops, of course. Uh, you reach out and... Um, the young lady uh, that did the Neo Soul uh, song—I can't think of her name—but that was very good too. She was she's, she's very talented. Baby, I am honored that you took the time out to check out my in rotation playlist. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. That, you chose some great that's songs, man. Good stuff. Thanks, man. So, okay, what are you thinking about Keith Sweat, Boney? You can tell the truth. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Keith Sweat. You know, I, I was you know ever since the beginning, of course. You know. From the of first course. album all the way to, you know, uh, his last. Um, yeah, it was good. I enjoyed it. I just wish that yeah. you could have um, uh, put in that um, another Keith Sweat. It was the one Keith Sweat that I did like, but I cannot think of the name of it right this minute from the second album. But other than that, man, Keith Sweat, 
uh, the whole rotation, man, you 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 planned it carefully. I see. You know, you chose yeah. what uh, would be good in rotation back to back. That's very good. Appreciate that. I thought of you the whole time when I was given all that information on each song with the backstory. Oh, thank you so much. I feel honored myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Very, very good uh, Chancellor impression. That, that was all boomy, man, inspiring me to know stuff. So that that was. <laughs> no, you did very well, man. Extremely well. Appreciate that. So how, you, so how, you, how, you how you doing tonight, Mike? Doing good. Doing very good on this beautiful Wednesday night. Well, we're talking about probably my favorite group of all time. Is it really your favorite group? You didn't really say anything too much about that. I'm only kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I love the Four Tops, man. I love them. Yeah, me too. One of those groups that could do no wrong, man. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. 110% I agree with you on that. You know, Levi and... And Obi and you know, I mean, those guys, you know, irreplaceable. You know, you you cannot. It's one of those groups that just, you know, indestructible. You know, it's, it's musically speaking. You know, I mean, uh, what can you say about those guys? You know, they had a style of their own. They did. They had a style of their own, and then you know, and of course, all the hits they created and made, you know, at Motown and ABC Dun ABC Dunhill, and. What could you say? It's just, it's just so much to say about them, you know. Definitely, definitely. I, I can't wait to hear what you're going to tell me because I know you're going to tell me something that I don't know about the Four Tops. <laughs> I'm going to try. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I already know you are. So, she Mitch had this idea. I don't know if you ever got to hear about it, but um, start a segment every week when you come on where we have come in and try to stump the question on the person that we're talking about. Mm. The person wow. Or the wow. What do you think, Tony? I hate to put you on the spot, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's fine with me. <laughs> I mean, you talking about like on the, on the Wednesday Rewind, or you just talking about every, you said every week, you said? Yeah, no, on the, on the Wednesday Rewind. On, on the Wednesday on Rewind, Rewind, yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. And you know, yeah, if they yeah. manage to stump you, we'll give them something. Yeah, okay. we can have some prizes. We have some prizes to give them. Oh, okay, okay. A little contest thing going on. That sounds good. Yeah, because we have we we have a lot of faith and confidence in you. And the budget oh, is yeah, low now, right now. And and that's what I wanted to prepare you for because I'm gonna talk trash for you. <laughs> okay. And. And I'm going to basically belittle whoever has the gumption to call in and try to stump you and give the Muhammad Ali type trash talk. Uh oh. To, to let them know how how badly they're wasting their time. So I just want to make sure that you're you're okay with that because I'm really gonna go hard when oh. someone tries to get you. Oh okay, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least I, actually, I got some um... kind of backup here, you know. <laughs> I Actually, that. like a, a, a couple of people that we played the idea around with, like when we were playing the idea around, we had some listeners like like with us. They were present there, and 
one of them is a huge Four Tops fan. And they were like, oh, so I call in and ask him a question about the Four Tops? And we were like, no, because we haven't spoken to him. Like, yeah, exactly. so you can't call in and bother him about that. So you right. already have people that are geared up and they listen to the Wednesday Rewind and they are going to have their questions ready. But like mm. I said, since, since the budget is low, we have all of our faith and confidence in you. Well, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> I'll so, do my best. Oh, gonna, oh you're gonna, you're gonna be fine. No, no, no one out there can stop you, Boone. Come on. Oh well. <laughs> no comment. No comment. So, what are you gonna tell us first that we about uh, that fantastic group known as the Four Tops? Well, hey, what could you say about them? I mean, um, they were first the Four Aims. You know, and they recorded on chess in the mid-50s, and uh, they all grew up in Detroit. You know, they all met in that, that high school. I think Parish High School they met out uh, in Detroit. And they grew up together. They basically knew, they knew each other since they, since they were kids. You know, they were like 12, 11. You know, they were into sports, and some would meet, you know, in basketball games, and some were on the team. Like, I think uh, Levi was on the team, and... He had met Duke. He was on the basketball team, and they all got together. And they found that they could sing. And they and, and they started singing at a local birthday party, right? Uh, the song mm-hmm. they gave. And the next thing you know, they they found that they could say, say, hey, you know, this is great, you know. So they got together, and they called themselves the Four Ames, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, so in fifty six, nineteen fifty six, they signed over the Chess Records, and. Um, they figured, well, the four Ames is not going to work because it was a group called, well, it was a group of brothers called the Ames Brothers that were mm-hmm. out in the 50s. They were very popular. Matter of fact, Ed Ames was uh, in the TV show Daniel Boone. And uh, so if you ever watched those reruns of that, he was one of the Ames Brothers. So the four Ames, it was already taken. Okay. So um, they, they switched over to the four tops. And um, they recorded on various labels, you know. It was a, a, a jazz label called Riverside Records and Columbia Records. And after that, they 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 were on the road for years, you know. And Billy Eckstein, a great jazz singer, and Billy Eckstein, I hope you're familiar with him. Uh, mm-hmm. Kind of more or less, they they idolized Billy, so Billy took them under his wing and just showed them, you know, the road and showbiz and what to expect, the expectations of showbiz and things like that. So they were well-trained, you know, by the time they got to Motown. You know, those gentlemen okay. were well-trained on the road and entertainment-wise, you know. So um, they were aware. And then they also worked with Donna Washington, another great jazz singer. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people they worked with, you know. So, yeah, they, 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 they paid their dues. They definitely paid wow. their dues, you know, and they did have records out before Motown, also. No hits, but records mm-hmm. out before Motown. Mm-hmm. And he oh, got wow. Motown in '63, and um, you know, and <laughs> the funny thing about it was, you know, Motown was fledging at the time, so they, you know, they went to Barry's office. Barry said, "Hey, I'm, I'm a great fan of you guys. I love you. You know, I want to sign you." He said, and then they were kind of reluctant in a way. You know, mm-hmm. so they were like, yeah, okay, we'll, we'll sign, but um, can we take the contract? So Barry was one of those people that, you know, he was still learning the business, too. He said, well, usually I don't do this, but fine, you can take the contract. They took the contract and never came back until a year later. <laughs> <laughs> so um, they came back early 64, 
And um, Holland Dozier Holland, that's Brian Holland, Eddie Holland, and Lamont Dozier, the songwriter, who who also fledging the songwriters, um, had this instrumental track. They had no idea to do what to do with it. They were like, what do we do with it? So when they signed the Four Tops, you know, Barry assigned Holland Dozier Holland to the Four Tops. Mm-hmm. So then they, 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 you know, they were great lyrically, of course, you know, and um, so, yeah, and they came up with the song, Baby, I Need Your Lovin', and so they gave it to the tops, and Levi had said that when they took it home, they were kind of, it was, it was like kind of relaxed atmosphere, because he said that, you know, they would have some sandwich and, and cold beer, and after they had that, then they, they, you know, they started rehearsing the song and getting into it, and they added their own little touch to it. And next thing you know, they went to the studio, rough and ready, and they rec- and they recorded. And next thing you know, that's their first hit. Mm. You're an and- animal for knowing what high school they went to. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what kind of animal? <laughs> Vegetable, very I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. You see that, listeners? Okay. You see that, listeners? You have to do a lot of work to stump this guy. Yeah, you, he's an animal for knowing that, man. <laughs> <laughs> and they also did background work, you know, for the Supremes and different things. You know, what I loved about Motown was the fact that it was a family atmosphere. And mm-hmm. if they needed background vocals or hand claps or whatever, the tops were available, the temps were available, people like that were available to, you know, uh, help out. And that's why, you know, the magic is in those in those songs because everybody helped out each other. They were young, eager. And hungry, you know, mm-hmm. for success. So, you know, um, this is what you hear in these early records of Motown, and especially with the tops. You know, like I said, they were well seasoned already, so they right. were way ahead of the kids and stuff. You know, and not to say that you know, smoking was out there already. You know, you had Mary Wells smoking; they were out on the road as well. But the tops were out there earlier than mm-hmm. Smokey and all the rest of them, so they were well groomed. And you had the best in the world. You had Donna Washington and you had Billy Eckstein and people like that, you know, grooming you. You couldn't go wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. And there you have All right, Q. I know you're excited. You, you, done, you done just controlled this whole thing. So <laughs> get, get, give me a second. Let's, let's, let's appease the listeners because they're already singing lyrics in the chat room. So we're gonna play we're gonna play a little music. Not gonna play it long, we'll come back so you can get back to talking about your favorite group. Which I'm I'm beginning to question. See Boney now when when Q Man did it in rotation playlist, he said <laughs> that one of the other songs that we're gonna play tonight, Reach Out, he said that that was their first number one record. Mm-hmm. I did some mm-hmm. research mm-hmm. and uh, cue you a little off there. Mm-hmm. I I don't recall saying that. <laughs> I recall you saying that you were a little off. Now we're gonna start. We're gonna play the music in chronological order. So we're gonna start with "Baby I Need You Loving." Then we're gonna get into their first number one record. I can't help myself. <laughs> and then we're gonna play. It's the same old song. And then we're gonna come back and Q you can come up with some type of reasoning as to why you thought one of your favorite songs was their first number one hit. Yeah, because I don't know you saying that. This music time, people. We'll be right back. Neil Tolkien.
the day, the other night, I long to hold you tight, cause I'm so lonely.
tease y'all a little bit there. It's, it's people are dancing in, in the chat room and they house and, and everything. Just amazing. It's amazing. Alright, Q, you can go ahead and go back to being an excited person now. Q? Seems to have lost a Q, man. Mike, I got you on the line, right? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, trying to figure out what happened to the fan. He must be trying to figure out uh, what happened with his uh, situation. Mm. You, yeah. You, you oh, don't yeah, got okay, it? there you go. Now, nah, we got you oh, now. I think you, what you trying to, were you trying to Google or Wikipedia to figure out if I was right about Can't help myself? Absolutely not. Whatever I said on that show was 100% accurate, and I stand by it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, man, that was that was you know one thing that um, I found interesting uh, about the fourth ops that that Boone said yeah. was um, that they were originally signed to Chess Records, which means yeah. that that was an amazing like we always think of Motown and how how star studded Motown was and that roster was, but Chess Records had a, a, a an amazing roster of artists too, and I, oh. I had no idea that the fourth ops were a part of that. Yeah. Um... Like I said, they didn't have they released songs, but they didn't have any hits. But yeah, Chess Records was also a fledging label at that time. You know, with Leonard and um, Phil Chess, you know, the brothers, Chess Brothers, you know, um, that started that. You know, and then and, and this is when Chuck Berry came into and Bo Diddley and uh, Howlin' Wolf and all the great people, you know, that were featured on that label that really got started. Muddy Waters really was the one that, and him and. Um, um, I can't think of the Little Walter really yeah. got that label started, you know. So yeah, to be on Chess Records was another, you know, honor. But the thing about it is that when you get on a label, you have to choose material that is right for that's suitable for you, you know. And at the time, the, the Ford Tops was like into like a jazz thing, and mm-hmm. that kind of formula didn't fit with them, you know. It was more R and B, you know. So that's what it was. But yeah, they they were on Chess Records in 1956. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, one of the things that amazed me about this group was that they basically stayed together without any changes through the 90s. And that's unheard of. Yeah. 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 They Well, first of all, they were like brothers in, in mm-hmm. the first place. They all grew up. They, they were, you know, like I said earlier, they were, they, they met when they were kids. And what I loved about the Tops is the fact that they had each other's back. If 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 one was sick or whatever, nobody went. You know, say on the gig or whatever. Every they all stuck together, and they very they were very talented individually too. Because Lawrence Payton uh, was the musical director for the Four Tops. He's the one that had that fantastic ear of their harmonizations. You know, he's the one that you know kind of arranged a lot of their harmonies. You know, he was the one that had the ear for a lot of the, you know, songs and stuff. You know, he said, well, man, it, it you know, nah, you're not singing it this way. You should do it this way. And they all worked together. That's what I liked about those groups in those days. There was no egotistical um, things going on with them. You know, they said, you know, they were like brothers. And if you work together, you know, the results is amazing. You know what I mean? And they were very, very close. Very, very close. And like you Clearly. said, there was no changes at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know. But um, the other two hits and stuff that you played with, uh, I Can't Help Myself, 
And it's the same old song. If you notice, it's, it's in the same um, uh, signature pattern. You know, because after I Can't Help Myself was number one, that was number one for like, geez, God, nine weeks. The whole summer of 1965. Um, it was a big, huge, huge hit. So um, uh, it was it was Duke and Lamont Dozier that came from a party. And they went back to, I think, Lamont Dozier's house. And Lamont is playing something on the piano. And he said, hey, man, that sounds like I can't help myself. He said, yeah. I said, well, it's the same old song. <laughs> and that's how they came up with the title for that. You know, the same chord, you know, pattern, you know, as I can't help myself if you really listen to it. And it's basically the same old song. Wow. And I gotta add that the I gotta add that the, the lady singing in the background for "Baby I Need Your Love" and "Worthy Andantes." <laughs> I think yeah, I think you got him on that one. Mike. Oh really? I think, yeah, I think I think you got him with that one. Incredible! Oh, wow. Incredible! Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were one of the greatest un, underrated uh, background female voices I've ever listened to. You know, they're the ones that uh, backed up a lot of those groups in Motown. You know, the Andantes, you know, they deserve a lot of credit, you know, for their background work. And matter of fact, I did a show on the, on the Andantes, um, a Soul Facts show on the Andantes. You know, if anybody's interested, they can go on YouTube and look at it under my channel. Wow. So now, there's only one guy left, if I remember correctly. Yeah, that's that's Duke. Uh, Duke Fukar. Mm-hmm. He's the only one that's left. All three of them, all the original ones are gone. And uh, interesting, I want to bring up the bass singer, Obi Benson, mm-hmm. uh, wrote What's Going On for Marvin Gaye also. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay, he was the one that wrote What's Going On and brought it to Marvin's house. And, you know, Marvin did some changes. With the song And he got credit for it But yeah, Obi Benson was the one that wrote What's Going On Wow For Marvin Gaye, yeah Wow, that's Yeah, shoot, that's another one, right? That's another one, huh? Wow See, I'm gonna remember that forever (laughs) (laughs) That's good stuff, man he mentioned, do you have any questions? Because you know I get, you, you know when he gets me every week where I end up in stun style. Yeah. So that's my yeah, you, right you now. Get all, you get all flustered. I think um, something that I'm, 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 I'm somewhat interested in, um, after Bernadette, mm-hmm. it, they're, they're, they, were, they still were, were putting music out. It just didn't seem to be as successful in the late sixties mm-hmm. as far as like top ten hits and, and things of that nature. Was there was there something going on? Yeah, it was a big thing going on in nineteen sixty seven. Um Holland Dozier and Holland well, first of all, besides Smokey and um all the other great writers and stuff that helped Motown, you know, from the ground up, Holland Dozier and Holland one of the one of, was one of the biggest songwriters you know, at Motown, I really got had million sellers on Supremes and you know and and tops and different ones. You know, 
And they made, you know, these records sold millions of records. It's, it's, it's not certified because, you know, Barry didn't certify the million sellers. But they were million sellers. And so they made millions of dollars for Motown. So they felt like, well, hey, you know, we deserve more of the piece of the pie, you know, than you're paying us. So mm-hmm. 67, what they did was Barry, you know, they took Barry to court. And for royalties, sued him for royalty, back, you know, for royalties. And then... um and Barry countersuited him in 68, you know, so it was a big battle going on there. So the hits, you know, they, they stopped writing. You know, they stopped writing hits, and then Motown had to put um, records that were featured on LPs. Like, their Reach Out album is actually a masterpiece, one of their masterpiece albums of, of Motown. And they just started, you know, taking, you know, uh, songs from various albums and putting them out as singles just to keep mm-hmm. the four tops thing going. But yeah, they was in a legal battle with Barry Gordy at the time, and they stopped writing. They 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 uh, boycotted, and they said they wasn't going to write anything until you know we got paid. So, you know, it went on for like two three years, and they left Motown in '69, and they started their own labels uh, and uh, Hot Wax and Victus, and uh, they're the ones that you know helped the label uh, the, the careers of the Honeycombs, you know, with one ads. And chairman of the board gave me just a little more time, and uh, and so forth. But yeah, they 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 left Motown. So then the hits dried up with the Four Tops. You know, they got with other writers, but it wasn't as successful as um, with Holland Doja Holland until they left the company. You mm-hmm. know, in '72, and signed with ABC Dunhill, and then they rejuvenated their career all over again. So yeah, it was some ongoings in '67. You know, in Motown. So that's what happened. Wow. Okay. I know that's, that's definitely something that, that, that stuck out to me because, you know, like I said, I put the songs in chronological order and then mm-hmm. after Bernadette, and I'm looking, I'm like, man, there's a mm-hmm. gap yeah. here. It's a really, really big gap. And I was just saying in the chat room, um, I had the pleasure of going to see the Motown musical on Broadway. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. the, the, the musical opens. As soon as the curtain comes up, you have the Temptations on the left, and the mm-hmm. four tops on the right, and they're mm-hmm. going hit for hit, song for song. Right. And I think that for me was when that light bulb went off as to who this group actually is. Like I put it in the chat room, you may not know the name of four tops, but these are a lot of the songs that your grandparents love that you just know, and you just have right. no idea who the group is that's singing it. Absolutely. And and I had the pleasure of seeing them in '83 when the when the Motown 25 special came out. Jeez, I can't believe it's been 30 years. Um, mm. You know, when Michael Jackson did his famous moonwalk. After mm-hmm. that, you know, they it was so successful where the Four Tops and the Temptations got together and toured. And I got to see that show, and it was fantastic. You know, fantastic. I mean, you know, especially when Levi had took the center stage and he sang I Believe in You and Me. And, I mean, forget it. You know, it was, I don't think it was a dry eye left in that place. You know, because um, the ambiance of when Motown was celebrating 25 years in 1983, it just was so powerful. You know, and it was a great idea because the year before that, the Temptations reunited. And, you know, toured and sold out everywhere. You know, and the Four Tops did too. You know, with the Temps as well. So, yeah, I had a pleasure seeing them too. And, you know, I saw them at the Apollo when I was a kid, you know, the original film, you know, back when they were in their prime. But, uh, yeah, yeah, that, that that show was spectacular, so I know what you mean by that. 
you know. And make you at a circle of sisters. Um, I just found out that the Motown cast from the musical they're going to be there performing. So we may actually get to see the the, the, the actual performers who portrayed mm. the four tops, and they may be performing. Oh, wonderful. oh wow! Wow! Now, oh, that's big, Booney. Yes. To tell T. Mitch about December of 1988, when they were come going to, uh, they were coming back to the U.S. around Christmas after their European tour. Mm-hmm. And they were, I forget the name of the flight, but they were supposed to get on that Pan Am flight. Oh yeah, yeah, that one that 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 nearly crashed. Yeah, that crashed. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, that. Yeah. Wow. Uh. Yeah, that that was something. They was lucky they didn't get on that flight, you know. Exactly. Um, they well, well, what happened was they 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 went in a recording session, mm-hmm. and luckily they were late getting out of there, and overslept. You know, it, it, it caused them to miss their flight actually because I mean uh, they overslept. It, they the session ran overtime, and it caused them to, you know they 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 slept, so they missed the flight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So thank God they missed the flight, you know, and uh, that's when they had you know this this terrorist and they, they you know um, that he had a bomb on the plane and you know and it, it, oh my goodness it was it was terrible. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I it was in Lockerbie. It was in Scotland. That got me. I did not Lockerbie. did not know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was in Lockerbie, Scotland. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I remember that too, and I. <clears throat> and we were talking about that. We had a conversation about that, me and some friends back then. And uh, we were saying, that, oh, my God, you know, it's good they didn't get on the plane, you know. Uh, yeah. We would lost them all, you know, because mm-hmm. you know, of that casualty. Well, but yeah, I, what you... I wanted to tell you uh, about your song, Bernadette, mm-hmm. I started to tell you last month, because uh, I understand that was one of your favorite songs. Yes. Yeah. And that Bernadette actually, Levi felt he couldn't sing that song. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he felt that he couldn't do justice to the song at all. And he had a French guy that was at Motown Studios at the time teach him the song and the structure of the song. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was one of those real tough songs that he really had to get to. But, he, of course, being the professional that he was, he, you know, he mastered it. He he killed that song, man. He did, absolutely. <laughs> okay, now since wow. we're talking about it, why don't we do this? We got we got about six minutes left. We can play a little bit. I'm gonna ask you. We can play a little bit of Bernadette, and then the, the last song that I wanted to play, or we can just talk a little bit more, and we'll end the show with the songs. Um, we could probably end the show with Bernadette. Okay, well, since we want to end the show with Bernadette, let's 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 get into another song. I had a request by text message to play this song. Now, since Q, you played Reach Out and Bernadette on your playlist, and we're running low on time, just to let the listeners know, uh, we have Standing in the Shadows of Love that we, we were going to play, and um, Still Water, two other very, very powerful songs. From the fourth officer right now, especially for everybody in my generation that is listening, that may remember a song by Jay Z and Foxy Brown. We're gonna play the original. Ain't no woman like the one I got. Neil Soul Show. We'll be right back.
Since Q, you had a favorite of yours, I think I think I should get to pick one. I figured you would say that. <laughs> what you go got? Finish the show, now go ahead and finish the show. We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> oh, I'm finished, man. Um, don't forget to order my book, www.qmanbooks.com. When I went into the pre-orders, I didn't see Kiki or Amber's names in my pre-orders. Just thought I would throw that out there, or Barry, for that matter. So, just putting that out there. And, uh, we'll be back next week when we'll try to do better. And um, for T. Mitch and the fantastic Chancellor of Soul, Mike Boone, we will be mm-hmm. back next week when we try to do better. We're out of here, xtdl.com. And thank you, fellas, for having me on the show tonight. And to all the listeners, have a blessed night. And a blessed month. And see you next week. As, as always, and as Q requested, we will end the show with Bernadette. Good night, everybody. Oh. Uh.